Hey, three count listeners, Dylan here. Just a quick update to the pod. We recorded this episode before Reigns Mysterio was moved to SmackDown and several matches were added to the card. We didn't want to leave you guys without a proper preview of Hell in a Cell, so I'll quickly take you through the changes now. As I just mentioned, Reigns Mysterio was moved to SmackDown and taken off the pay-per-view card. Reigns was, in fact, victorious in what was a pretty good match, where surprisingly Ray dominated at the start, but a powerbomb to the outside of the ring, followed by a guillotine choke, led to Ray tapping out. After the match, Jimmy Uso came out to acknowledge his cousin and raise his hand. Another change to the pay-per-view has Bianca Belair now facing Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match after Belair challenged Bailey on SmackDown. Despite the change, I don't see it going any differently than we predict later in the episode. As for new matches, firstly, Seth Rollins and Cesaro will now face off at the pay-per-view in a singles match. The rivalry continues on after Cesaro's brief shot at the title, and I'm sure we can expect another masterclass from these two at Hell in a Cell. My prediction is a Cesaro win and possibly a Seth Rollins meltdown afterwards. As for what's next, I have a feeling we aren't done with these two. And while I'd love for Cesaro to get another shot at the belt, I think the rivalry continues as Rollins continues to get crazier. Lastly, we get to see another classic rivalry match as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was added to the Hell in the Cell card as well. Zayn is continuing his conspiracy shtick. Uh, But he got one over on Owens on SmackDown by distracting him against Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz, which led to Owens getting the Nigerian nail and Zayn prancing about loving the fact that Owens was struggling to breathe. This match should be a well-told story knowing these two and hopefully we get some fun spots. But in the end, I think Owens wins this one. As for what's next for the two of them, I think they both still sit in the IC title picture somewhere. That's it for the update. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Three Count Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chambers, alongside my culling commentator for the ride, Benny Hobton. Hey guys, how are you? Today we're going inside the steel to preview Hell in a Cell. Now, we thank you all for listening so far to the podcast. If you've got any suggestions or comments for us, hit us up on the socials at Three Count Pod on Twitter and Facebook at Three Count Podcast on Instagram or email us at threecountpod at outlook.com. Now, later in the episode today, after we've done our preview, we're going to do a little draft. Now, Benny and I are NFL fans and we play in a few NFL fantasy leagues. Well, I play in one, Ben plays in 277 million, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to draft later in the episode uh, worst people to be trapped inside Hell in a Cell with. So stay tuned for that later in the episode. Before we get into Hell in a Cell, Benny, let's touch on this. WWE released a multitude of, of people a few weeks ago. Uh, they let go of Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy and Ruby Riot. What's your take on that? I was surprised. I was surprised. I think, well, and Samoa Joe as well, but he's back. But, but he's I mean, um, I just think the money, obviously, that's, that's what it's come down to. They seem to be saying that they just can't afford it and everyone's on too big a deals and that kind of stuff. And yeah. Well, Strowman had a massive contract. Yeah. Um, there is rumours that Vince is looking at selling and stuff like that. So, I mean, if there's too, many, too much on the books, people aren't going to... There's also the cost of going back on the road. So, uh, True. I think, think they're looking at that. But They did inflate the roster massively, so... 
there's just too many people, I guess. Still surprising seeing Strowman. He was in the main event last month. Literally, uh, we were talking about him being in a brutal match with Lashley and Drew, and yeah. now he's just gone. Now he's gone. I would not be surprised if he pops up in AEW uh, sometime soon, though... He and NXT champion Carrion Cross have exchanged a few words uh, on Twitter after his release. So, could Samoa Joe bring him back? Never, NXT. Never say never in WWE, as they say. Alistair Black, a very odd one, as they were building something with him, and it was looking like he's going to be a, a feud with Big E, but apparently not. Um, he just disappeared. Like it was, yeah. he disappeared, came back, then they did nothing with him. Then all of a sudden he interferes and then he's gone again. Yeah. It's just weird. Very, very odd, that one. Lana. Um, understandable. Understandable. Makes sense for her to go to AEW with her husband Miro, uh, a.k.a. Rusev. Um, but apparently she's going to drop a few pipe bombs on her time in WWE on her YouTube channel coming up. So, Burning more bridges. Yeah. Stay tuned for that one. I'd, see, I'd like to see Rusev back, Miro back in WWE at some stage, but, I mean, is Lana going to cost him that? Yeah. If she drops too many truth bombs, you never know. He had such a great run. Yeah. At some point. That Rusev day was great. They should have capitalised on that more. Anyway, I digress. On to Hell in a Cell. Now, the very first Hell in a Cell match was in October 1997 at the Bad Blood pay-per-view, where Shawn Michaels defeated The Undertaker after some interference from a debuting Kane. What do you remember from that one, Benny? Uh, this must be Kane. It must be Kane. That's, that's just that iconic screaming out of when he came out. What a great debut. Yeah. One of the best ever, yeah. really. Fantastic. And it just set him up for, what, 20, 20 years of, of his career, really, didn't it? Yeah, and arguably two of the greatest uh, performers in WWE history as well in that match. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. So that kicked it off. There have been 45 Hell in a Cell matches so far in WWE history. The Undertaker holds the record for the most Cell matches in with 14 and the most wins with eight followed by Triple H with nine matches and six wins. So this upcoming uh, Hell in a Cell is going to be the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome, fingers crossed, uh, as Money in the Bank will be back in front of a live crowd. Now, as for the actual Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, it first debuted in 2009. Now, Benny, two of those superstars on the 2009 Hell in a Cell card are also performing on the card this year. Can you tell me who? Oh. Not necessarily in a cell match, but on the Hell in a Cell card in 2009. 2009? That's so long ago. Oh, okay, okay. Ray Mysterio? Yes. Ray teamed with Batista to challenge Chris Jericho and Big Show, a.k.a. Jericho, Jericho. Uh, for the unified WWE Tag Team Championships, but were unsuccessful. There is one oh, more. Lashley? No. No? It was actually Drew McIntyre. Oh, back who, in his day. Who, in a huge match, defeated R-Truth <laughs> in a regular singles match. Uh, so there you go. In 2009, there were three big Hell in a Cell matches on that card. The Undertaker defeated my boy CM Punk to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Your boy, Randy Orton, defeated John Cena to win the WWE Championship. And in the main event, our boys, <laughs> DX. DX. <laughs> we got a lot of boys. Triple H and Shawn Michaels defeated Legacy, which was Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. Uh, another noteworthy match in 2016 had the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match, which was also the first women's match headlining a pay-per-view, as Charlotte defeated Sasha Banks to become the Raw Women's Champion for a third time. Now, before we get into the preview, we're going to go through our top three Hell in a Cell matches. Benny, why don't you kick it off? All right, mate, I'll go first. 
My f- number one, Taker versus Triple H, WrestleMania 28, uh, Hell in a Cell. It was dubbed the end of an era match. Obviously, they were the two of them being the last two real Attitude Era superstars at the time. And it was like, what better way to end their feud than in a 30-minute brawl inside the cell? Then you throw in HPK as a special guest referee. Uh, there was just so many false finishes. Triple H was just beating the living daylights out of the taker, telling HPK, ask him, ask him. Taker just kept kicking out, sitting up, just would not give in. Um, and then Taker eventually won the, won the match with the tombstone. It was a pretty hellacious battle. And then, of course, at the end, there was that iconic image of HBK and Taker carrying Triple H up yeah, the... Yeah, uh, all three of them on the standing ramp. Standing on the ramp at the end of it. That was uh, a pretty iconic image. So yeah. That's my number one. Uh, number two, not a classic match by any means, but just because I love these two guys, Triple H versus Kevin Nash at Bad Blood 2003. Um, they were both clique members, both best friends. It was another brutal one and a lot more psychology in this match. Um, they slowed it right down at times. Triple H just worked him again. Seems to be a thing with Triple H and Helena Cells. He really works and slows down the matches. A lot of psychology and that kind Especially of stuff. Especially with Nash at that point in time. He, he, was, he was not the older. most athletic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sledgehead, Sledgehammer came out, of course, as always. Uh, Foley was a special guest referee. So there's another reoccurring little thing there. Um, and then Triple H got the win, uh, won the title with the pedigree. So I guess Kevin Nash probably didn't really deserve it at that stage. Um, and then my number three, which we put on the pod, uh, we put on the Twitter poll the other day, but Usos versus New Day, 2017. Um, the beginning of the match, they just pulled everything out from underneath the ring. They were getting into it. Usos took out Big E and then they dominated Woods. There was some good action in this one. And then uh, Woods took an absolute beating whilst he was handcuffed Kendo strikes after kendo strikes up against the cage. I don't know, it was pretty brutal. Brutal, man. brutal. And then, uh, then really, really put the Usos over as like well, awesome heel team. Yeah, yeah. They done because New Day had only just got the titles as well, like only the month before. I think there was like four matches in a row there that they were all just going. Oh against yeah, and they other. were all great, all great matches. So and that, that would included the rap battle at one stage, which was pretty <laughs> funny as well. Um, and then the Usos won it. They hit the double Us while he had a steel chair across his chest, which was pretty good. They won the tag team championships. And then I just wanted to throw in a quick honourable mention, Cena versus Orton in 2014. Not because the match was great. It was back and forth and whatever else. But the one move that I remember seeing is Cena went for the AA and as he got him up, Orton just spun in the air and gave him the RKO straight out of the AA. It was one of the classic yeah. RKOs. It was one of the first out of nowhere kind yeah. of ones. So, and then obviously kicked out and Cena still won. But, yeah, it was pretty full on. Created a, created a uh, meme, a gif, uh, the RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So they're my three with an honourable mention. Nice. Well, I, I kind of went classic with mine. Number one, it was a tough choice, but I went with Underca- Undertaker and Mankind, King of the Ring 98. Such an iconic match. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a more death-defying bump. No. Um, or a death-defying bump where the match continued after that. Um, so seeing Foley there with the with his tooth lodged in his nose uh, yeah. was just incredible. And they, they say that the second bump he took off the top of the cage was probably worse than the one... Like yeah. when he went through the cage was worse than the one off the cage. So Incredible. That's what's scary. Incredible. So that I have at number one. Number two, a very close second, uh, the first ever one, Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Um, the original, almost the best. Two great performers at their peak. Great story with Kane being revealed as the darkest secret, tearing the door off, giving Taker the tombstone. Well, HBK, we don't see much of this anymore, but was crawling out of a pool of his own blood to, <laughs> for the cover and the win. Um, the, one of the iconic images out of that one as well, though, was 
Undertaker's face, nobody had ever seen fear in Taker before. Yeah. And there's just that one zoom in shot where they zoom on his face and he just looks like he's actually scared. Yeah. One look. We've never seen it before. One look can, brilliant. Tell, it all, can brilliant. tell the whole story. Number three, I had Triple H and Cactus Jack. I was going to say earlier, it's kind of hard to have uh, a top three without having Triple H or Undertaker in any of these. So Triple H was my number third, Cactus Jack, for the WWF at the time championship, uh, with a stipulation that if Foley lost, uh, he was retired. So there was a lot on the table and it was a brutal match that included a, an on-fire two-by-four and a, a backdrop through the cell ceiling in a Triple H ending Foley's career. So that was my number three. My one underrated, uh, I'm not going too far back. Well, I guess it is kind of far back now. 2014, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Seth Rollins v Dean Ambrose was such a great rivalry. Rollins had just turned on the shield. Reigns was out injured, so Ambrose was out for revenge and both guys were on fire at the time and they just gave their all for the for the match. And I, I think it maybe doesn't go down as one of the greats purely because of the ending where... Uh, Bray Wyatt got involved and uh, kind of put a hurting on Dean Ambrose, which kind of gifted Rollins the win. But apart from that, it was a fantastic match. Just for a singles match as well. Like, there was nothing on the yeah. line. That's what made it a bit better, I think, as well. Sometimes they're so much fun when there's just vengeance on the line. That's, you just want yeah. to see someone get hurt. Definitely. And I think Rollins is a fantastic heel and we, we all wanted to see him get hurt. We do love that. So moving on to this year's pay-per-view. Uh, our first match that we're going to look at is... Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Now, Baszler's been in Bliss's sights for weeks. She essentially cost uh, her and Nia Jax women's tag team titles. She's been tormenting Reginald, who's been in the corner. Baszler threatened Bliss and stomped on Lily, uh, Bliss's doll, uh, (laughs) on an episode of Alexa's Playground and was then haunted through the backstage area with items falling near her, Lily appearing in the mirror behind Baszler even after she broke it. Very supernatural kind of thing. How do you think this one's going to go, Benny? Um, I think it's just going to be a bit more theatrics. It's just sort of like it's not going to be a real match, I don't think. Although Alexa Bliss is a five-time women's champ, so, I mean, she can wrestle. Baszler should dominate her, really. But, yeah, there'll be lots of theatrics. Um, I don't think... uh, Will Bray make an appointment? I don't know. Appearance, who knows? Um, What's Reginald's role going to be? Because he's possessed at the moment, apparently. So I I think it'll just be a shenanigans... Um, Bliss will come out as the winner, if there is a winner at all. See, I'm, I'm going to take one thing that you said there. I think Wyatt does come back. Okay. And I think he cost Bliss the matchup. Mm. We haven't seen him since the night after WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania, where Bliss cost him the match against Orton. But he did come back on the Raw after saying he was done with Bliss, he was back to being normal. Then we haven't seen him again since. So coming up to SummerSlam, do we see him again? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's my pick. I think he comes back and cosplays the matchup. As to what's next for both, I've got no idea. If, uh, if Wyatt does come back, I hope they don't continue this Fiend v Bliss thing. No, um, it's got to stop now, I think. And if he doesn't come back, maybe Bliss and Lily and or maybe a resurgent Nikki Cross, who's going well, go for the women's tag team titles. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Bliss is pretty deep in this thing at the moment, so... I can't see, I can't see her joining with anybody else at the moment. Um, the, the only thing maybe she joined Bliss and Baszler, jo- or Nia joins Bliss. Maybe I don't know. There's so much on Baszler. Yeah, 
it's really hard to tell where they're going to go. Who knows? This whole storyline has been out of whack for so long that anything <laughs> could happen. It's just so unpredictable. This Lily came out of nowhere and... Yeah. Could we sort see... Sort of dominating the show, so... Could we see a doll holding the tag team title? Hey, look, we've seen worse. We've seen Nicholas holding them. <laughs> True. Eight-year-old boy. Um, all right. The Universal Championship match, which will be a Hell in a Cell match, Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. It's a real family affair, this one. It looked like it was a brewing rivalry between the Usos and the Mysterios. Um, but that changed uh, when Reigns brutally attacked Dominic and uh, Ray challenged Reigns to a title match. How do you see this one going, Benny? Uh, Reigns dominates, wins easily. I think that's, that's all you yeah. can really say. Um, obviously, it's in a, in a cell, so that's to keep everybody else out. I don't think that'll happen. I think the Usos get in there, Dominic gets in there. Uh, what role will the Usos play? That could could Jay cost him the match? Could Jim cost him the match? I don't think so. I think this is building up to something big for Reigns at SummerSlam. So why would they let him lose the title? Something silly like Hell in a Cell. Um, unless if Dominic screws Ray, that could be a possibility. And then Dominic joins, goes over and acknowledges him. Man. Yeah, <laughs> who knows. Um, but, yeah, Reigns will win either way for me. Um, he has been brutally beating Dominic lately, so... Yeah. Um, that, that powerbomb out of the out of the ring the other day was pretty good. Bit of feeling behind it. I, I agree. I think Reigns retains. I don't think anyone thinks Ray has much of a chance, and with the reports that Cena or Lesnar could be coming back for SummerSlam, I think Reigns will need the title and be free to take one of them on. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Usos get involved. I'm sure they will. Um... Ray's first ever Hell in a Cell match, so uh, while it's Reigns' fifth, so I don't think there's much hope there for Ray. Nah. Well, Ray's the ultimate underdog, but I just can't see it happening this time. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ray and Dominic then continue this into a feud with the Usos that we all expected to happen. Um, but it'll be kind of fun to see the tension between Jay and Jimmy continue. Um, but I think those four could put on some incredible matches. Definitely, yeah. Do you agree? Is that what you think yeah. is next? Tag. They've yeah. got to go. It's got to be. I, I'm surprised they've gone this way first. Yeah. Like... A little stopgap, really. Yeah. But as, as we said, it's going into SummerSlam. There's talk that they want The Rock for SummerSlam as well for Reigns, wow. so... Multitude like, of big names can yeah. come back. Stay tuned. On to the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Bayley. Uh, it's another chapter in this rivalry. Uh, after the last match, a backlash was uh, actually pretty good. Uh, Bailey shrugged it off, saying that the loss was, uh, you know, Belair cheated using her hair as a weapon. There hasn't really been much more than uh, a challenge and some words exchanged between the two. Uh, the highlight being Bailey taking over the entire Thunderdome with an image of her laughing at Belair. So this one should be interesting. I think that uh, Belair retains with a clean finish. I don't think it's time to take the title off her. I think she still needs it. Uh, what say you? I'm going to throw a spinner in the works and say Bailey gets the win. Ooh. Just something different. After I shot her down so hard last time and said she was going to get steamrolled and uh, Belair was going to dominate her, it just didn't happen. So why not? I'm going to just roll the dice this time and say Bailey gets the victory and that'll continue the rivalry so that she can get a rematch and they can continue on the feud a little bit longer. So that's what you think is going to happen? The feud's going to continue? Yeah, I think it'll just go, it'll go one more at least. I think and hope that the two are done. Oh, really? I think. With Belair retaining, we're still yet to see Sasha Banks since WrestleMania. I have a feeling we may be looking at rematch at SummerSlam maybe. 
there's also a rumour that there might be another draft soon. So I did hear that the other day. So. There, there could be, you know, a bit of moving parts here. I'm not sure where Bailey goes, but maybe if Banks does come back, could lead to a triple threat match, which could work pretty well. Yeah, I still can't stand Bailey, but I just think she's going to get the rivalry. Get, I mean, she's a good heel. She's doing a job. She's doing a job. <laughs> we hate her. On to the Raw Women's Championship match. We have Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair. Look, the match has been built up with some help from Nikki Cross and Asuka. Of course, uh, Ripley retaining in the triple threat match at Backlash. Flair's just been throwing insults at Ripley over the past few weeks and he's basically adamant that Ripley is just keeping the title warm for her. How do you think this one goes, Benny? Yeah, Flair got the win over Asuka to get into the match. Um, I've, t- I've flipped and flowed, throwed on this one. Um, I'm going to say Ripley gets the win. Uh, but it's Charlotte Flair. It's, it's They're going to get her to 16 or 17 top. What? How many Rick's, how many's Rick's got? Rick's got 16. Yeah, so they'll get her there eventually. Maybe they'll just do the titles back and forth till she gets there. I think Flair wins. Yeah. I think Ripley's been built tough enough with the strap to be a legit contender without it. Um, She's had her three months and that's it? Yeah, but she I falls think, back into the... But, but I do see it continuing. I think Flair wins, but the rivalry continues and maybe they do flip-flop the title a bit. Okay. Unless uh, if there's another draft, of course, then Ripley could go over and face Belair. There could be some fun stuff happening with the draft. I think a lot of the, the rosters are a little stale at the moment. We've seen a lot of the same over the past few months, so a draft could really shake things up. All right, moving on to the final match. We've got the WWE Championship match, which is another Hell in a Cell match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Now, I've seen this match time and time again, um, but they added the stipulation that it'll be McIntyre's last shot at the title, which uh, gives it a little bit more meaning, makes it a bit more interesting. McIntyre got his shot by beating Kofi Kingston on Raw just when it looked like Kingston might be added to the title mix that uh, was taken away. How do you think this one goes, Benny? Originally, I was going to say Drew would get the win, but I'm over this feud as well now. It's getting a bit stale. It has been going on for so long. So with that stipulation added, I think Lashley takes the victory and then Drew doesn't get a shot for a while. The only issue with that is who's then going to step into the title shot. So... Here's how I see it. I think McIntyre wins. Um, I'm I don't glad think, we're differing. I'm glad. It's I, good. I don't think Lashley needs the title anymore. And I think the possibility of Lashley-Lesnar at SummerSlam uh, would not need the title to make it big time. Um, plus, well, Lesnar has now been added to the Active Raw Superstars page on WWE.com okay. out of the alumni section. I don't know what that means. We'll, so he's we'll going to return and rip the, <laughs> the door off the cage and attack them both? Maybe, maybe. That would be a fantastic... So then what happens with Paul Heyman? Well, that would be interesting. That would be Because he's over helping he's out over Roman. Smackdown. Maybe they just keep them separate. Um, I, I hope this feud will be over after this. Um, I think whoever the loser is will be kept off TV for a little while. Um, Maybe Kingston gets into it. Maybe if McIntyre wins, Jinder could have, have a shot. I don't know. There's Three MB days back. There's plenty of options out there. <clears throat> so that is Hell in a Cell 2021. Now we get to the fun part. Benny and I are going to draft who we'd least want to be trapped in a cell with. Can, can I just preface this with... Probably everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, if I was a WWE superstar. 
So we are going to flip a coin to see who gets the first pick. If you know fantasy, we're going to do a snake draft. So whoever gets the first pick will get the second and third, and then we'll go two by two as we go down the line. All right. You can call it in the air, Dill. Heads. It's a head. Hoo-hoo. I'm going to take... Does that mean I get to choose now? You get, I, want, I want the second pick. You want the second pick. So Benny's, gonna... Benny's told me earlier in it's the, the number production one consensus meeting, pick is he thinks easy. there's a number one consensus pick. I want to see what he thinks. Easy. So you want and me to go I'm first? And then I'm going to blow him off the table with two and three. Benny, you are on the clock. Who is your number one pick? My number one pick is The Undertaker. Most ever sell matches, most ever wins, dominant, scary man. You cannot beat that. It's only eight and six in the cell. Doesn't matter. Yeah. A couple that, of those were more than one man in the match. He didn't lose them. That That is a pretty good pick. I don't think it's consensus because for number two, I'm going to go with the man we were just talking about, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. How did I know that was coming? Brock Lesnar, he's 2-0, and oh, and who were those 2-0 and oh against? The Undertaker. The Undertaker. So... To be honest, I would not like to be in a cell with either of them, <laughs> but I feel like my bigger beating will come from Lesnar. Fair, fair. All right. With the th- on the turn, with we the go. third pick on the turn, I am taking, I'm sorry. You're going to take my boy, aren't you? Triple H. Yeah, I knew it. Damn, why did I let you do this? Triple H is six and three. He's brutal. He, will, he doesn't care. He will rake your face against the steel. He will take that sledgehammer and grind you down. So Triple H is my third pick. All right. Four and five, Benny. All right. All right. Pick four. Looking straight at you opposite me right now, Dylan, and the shirt you are wearing just happens to be Bang Bang Cactus Jack. So I'm going to take him. But Am I taking Mick Foley in any kind or am I taking Cactus Jack? I will allow Mick Foley. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Mick Foley, any incarnation of the man, because as mankind, he was pretty mean. But as Cactus Jack, inside the cell... We had Barbie, we had Tax, we had everything. He was a very scary man in that cage. And then on the turn, I'm going to take one of his biggest rivals inside the cell, which was a great match, RKO himself, Randy Orton. That man really lifts his game whenever it comes to a brutal match. Yeah, okay, that's a fair, that's a fair point. He can, he's a legend killer. I'm... I don't know if I'm going outside the box here. This guy has had two fantastic Hell in a Cell matches and I would not want to be trapped in there with him. I'm going to go with Batista at ah. number six. Uh, Took my pick. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. And with my next pick, I'm going to go with someone who's actually in this year's Hell in a Cell, Roman Reigns. Back to back, sniped. That's what happens in drafts, guys. This is what happens. It's the fun of it. All right. Well, he's been in a couple of Hell in a Cell matches, but he did make his debut, all-time debut, and that's Kane. Kane, that was ripped, my next pick too. Ripped the, the door off the cell and uh, beat up on The Undertaker, my number one pick. So I'm taking Kane there. And then on the turn, oh, I'm going to toss up a couple of people here, but let's go HBK. For a little man, he just knew what he was doing in there. Had a couple of wins in the cell. So I'm just taking him mainly to annoy Dylan because I know he loves HBK <laughs> so much. So, All right. with, with the last pick, um, this is a tough one. I have two left. Um, 
I was – he is higher up on my list and I was going to take Bobby Lashley, but I have changed my mind. I'm going to pivot with the last pick. Pivot. And I am going to take Shane O'Mac. Yeah, nice. Purely because I know he's going to try and do something crazy onto me. Yeah. And if that comes off, I'm going to be really hurt. Yeah. So we have Benny has The Undertaker, Mick Foley, Randy Orton, Kane and HBK. And I have Lesnar, Triple H, Batista, Roman Reigns and Shane O'Mac. Send us through your thoughts on our draft to the socials. Who's got the scarier lineup? Who would you least like to be in uh, Trapped in the Cell with out of those five that we have each? It'll be a hell of a, pardon the pun, five on five back inside oh, a yeah. cell though. Oh, yeah. There would be a lot of blood. Uh so there you have it. Thanks for joining us on the Three Count Podcast and our preview of Hell in a Cell. Tune in next week when we review the pay-per-view and Raw the following night and we look ahead to money in the bank. Thank you for joining us, Benny. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.